So, um, Georgian, I could just, I'm just going to say a little bit more and then get you right up here. But I, I do want um, to honor you again, you and Winnie. Um, I'm, I'm telling you, you are heroes. You're heroes to so many. You're heroes to me. Uh, because, because I watch you guys. First of all, I don't know how they just go and go. I mean, they put the inner, uh, bunny, Energizer Bunny to shame, really. Because they just, I mean, they go and go and go and go and go. Um, but it's more than that. It's the perseverance. It's the keeping your eyes on Jesus. It's the unwavering message that you carry. And they came to us really early on in Blazing Fire. And believe it or not, a lot of the love and the grace, especially the grace uh, that you receive and, and that we teach here, really, these guys poured into us early on where we got such a foundation of that 15 years ago. They kept coming back and pouring into us. Because before that, believe it or not, this is some of you might find this hard to believe, but my first church plant, I was actually a lot more serious. I was thinking, we just got to, you know, I was, I was, I think I was sadder. I was sadder because, you know, I don't know, because I didn't have the joy fully yet. I didn't get how good it all was yet. So I'm just saying you all have a lot to thank him for for this place is what I'm trying to tell you. He and Winnie. So thank you, Georgie. And let's welcome him and honor him. Can uh, somebody lift it up? I love heroes. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm a hero addict. I I I I thrive in heroes. I cannot live without heroes. And of course, the Bible uh, gives us the hugest heroes, and they're you know real people. They're not like different so much, but they they had some. Some passion that you know inspired me. I did not grow up with heroes. You know, it's it's hard to see Lenin as your hero. You know, and even John Lennon later on became more of a inspiring. You know, the Beatles and stuff. But um, but when I came to the Lord here in America, and when I um, of course Jesus just hit me, but the I couldn't quite. Uh, know him immediately right away in all his fullness until I began to read the 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 old and the new testament and I never had that because the communists burn out all the bibles and printing presses everything got totally destroyed so so that we the young generation cannot read and and know and uh, so someone gave me a Bulgarian Bible, and I began to, I, I just took a vacation from life. I says, I don't want to live norm, life normally until I read it cover to cover. Then I can go back to living a normal life, you know. So I got the smallest job possible, the smallest little quarters place, like my whole house was this big, you know. And everything was just so that I could focus as much time in I don't exaggerate when I say that I spend an average eight to ten hours a day reading slowly the word and and, and soaking every bit and because I did not know anything about the the body of Christ, the people of God, anything, any history. I mean, we were so in the dark in the communism. I did not 
No, America was involved in World War II. <laughs> this may sound really ridiculous, just to explain to you how controlling the... No, I just want to tip it just lightly. Oh. <laughs> how, how controlling um, blocking, like a complete block for information. And when I was starting to watch American movies and I saw American army actually shooting... I go, what are they doing? Like, I thought the only thing in my mind I've seen Americans do is Red Cross in World War II. That's how the information came. It's all Russians. They did it all. They conquered Hitler. Of course, they contributed, but America was so involved in, and, and England and so forth. But anyway, so I was I just give an example of how blocked the information can be in darkness. So, so more so even for the, for the Bible, and so I'm beginning to read these stories, and and uh, when you when you take time, and I highly encourage that for anyone if you have not read the whole Bible cover to cover, I really owe your you you owe not only yourself but you owe your children and you owe the next generation of humanity on earth for you to read it all once at least, you know, and you may get. Addicted, want to read it again, but or again and again, but at least once to just cover to cover. And the uh, the unless if you're a young person and you know, and in my case I was young and single immigrant, I really didn't know hardly any anyone beside the people that led to the Lord. So I didn't have a whole lot of connection to distract me, and I was just focusing. And these heroes, like in the Bible. Starting with you know in, in in Abraham that I can remember that that was touched by his friendship with the Lord and the Lord's friendship with Abraham and how that became visiting after visiting and a visiting and you know several visits before Abraham believed you know it, it started um, I think in chapter eleven and twelve and and by chapter seventeen you know I mean the the, the story unfolds but it wasn't without visits. The Lord visited Abraham, and the Lord spoke to Abraham, and then He tell him go here, and then go there, and, and so this this these visit, these personal visits, this what were build up. And then and, and, uh, Melchizedek, which is type of Christ, also visited him and blessed them, and so these interactions relationally it built to that point where what the Lord says, okay, he's seventy five at that point. And no children yet, because his his wife is barren. And so God goes, get out of this tent, and look at the stars, see if you can count. See if you can count. And as he began to look at the stars and begin to count, of course, it's impossible to count because there's, there's so many. You know, scientists can tell exactly how many approximately you can see with your eye without telescopes, and so it's a huge number, and you get overwhelmed. And Abraham became overwhelmed with the vastness of God's idea of how to bless you. That's how many are your stars, your children. Your, you know, and so, and, and at that point, Abraham believed. When he saw, you know, the vastness. And, and again, it wasn't just that. It was several relationships and, and you, know, you know, visits. And then finally, the overwhelming of the magnitude of, of God's blessing, you know, and 
and he believed and it was counted to him as righteousness. As he counted, finally came to count the blessing, then got overwhelmed and it was counted to him as righteousness. That overwhelming. You know, I mean, here I'm like raised by the communists, right? No real dad in, in you know, like in, in a natural soul. So just like really vulnerable and, and just com- programmed like by the communists. And now I'm getting reprogrammed. I'm getting impacted with a whole another world, a whole, a whole another that I have never heard nothing ever before because yet we know how huge that world is. But, you, you, you know, and so that, I'm like overwhelmed with that and I'm, I'm connecting with the, and so I'm getting so impacted directly by the Lord. Like I, like I say, you spend six, seven, eight, ten hours and the next day, and the next day, and then pretty soon you start getting really impacted <laughs> because you spend more time with the Lord actually than, I mean, than you sleep, and really more time with the Lord than with anything else, you know, besides sleeping, which probably He infuses us while we sleep as well. But so it's like massive infusion, and 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 then, and then of course, Abraham is uh, considered righteous. However, he still didn't act righteously, not, not in a bad way, but they, they, instead of waiting on the Lord for the promise to happen, they did the human thing of helping God, so to speak. And, and because Sarah keep remaining unfruitful, you know, barren, finally the pressure was on, and so she says, okay, let's, let's get a son, a child from my slave woman, which at the time was okay, don't try it today, okay? It's not different culture completely. Does not work now. <laughs> Sometimes I have to qualify these things. Cause, well, Jordan says, you know, he got this, the woman, you know. says, no, that's only then, you know. Then the slavery was not as, in cases, in many cases, not as bad of a thing. It was just basically you're being taken care of by, and in cases of that, by a good servant, good master, and good, and take care of it. So anyways, so he's, so now Sarah is having a child born in her lap from the, the, her servant slave woman, but the problem with that baby is that his name is Ishmael. Um, the problem with that baby is that it's not fully the plan of God. God wants child from his wife not from his slave woman because then then the mix is mixture with the right daddy but the wrong mama so to speak it's slavery portion if it's slavery even if it's let's say half you know half and half is okay for coffee <laughs> half and a half but it's not good for God's plan <laughs> I'm using humor because like we just have to you know and 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 so here's Here's this uh, righteous man in right standing with God, but yet he's not necessarily doing the righteous things. Not that he's doing anything sinful in this case. What I'm trying to say is not the right thing to God, for God. So while the, his position was, was righteous, and, and God said it, but yet the action didn't quite match yet. It takes it's, it's 75. So God waited until he becomes 99, nearly 100, so almost like 20 four years later, 25 years later, nearly. And that's when God appears again, you know. 
And by then they have Ishmael. And, and, uh, and, and God says, well, I want to I wanna bless. I told you I want to bless the child from your wife, not from her slave woman. It's from your wife. And, but first, let's, let's start with you. Because the problem is not necessarily with the wife. Apparently, the problem is with the husband because here's what happened at 99. He, he can no longer father anymore. His loins became dead. And, and uh, so it's a very, in, in, very important thing that his loins were dead. And so God actually waited for, for, for that to happen so that there's no hope <laughs> in Neither one, you know, okay, so, so there was a problem with the wife. Okay, your wife is a problem. Okay, but really your problem is with you. Because you think you can help me. But I'm, I'm getting to the point where you, you, you need to come to this point that you cannot really help me. So I have to wait until physically you're unable to help me. No matter what wife, I, what woman I give you, you cannot help me. Good. That's very good. Why? It's because the gospel is explained by the story of these two patriarchs. Paul uses um, the life of these two to explain to us the essence of the gospel, both in Romans chapter 3 and 4, which is the whole uh, justification Issue is how many were raised in a in a reform background, like a, you know evangelical. So I'm speaking your, your language right now. So the whole justification, which is so huge and and, and, and amazing, was explained in chapter three and four in, in in Romans, and spills into five really, but it doesn't go beyond that. Uh, it stays in these three, four, and five. And granted, it's a huge issue to be justified and be considered not guilty whatsoever. Uh, it's, it's huge. And also to be forgiven completely, freely, no matter what the, 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 the issue is. Complete freedom, uh, complete forgiveness. And then also, you're justified to, to, be, to, be, to go to heaven. You are ready to go to heaven, and no one can actually stop you. And this was a huge thing to be brought up because up to that point, the body of Christ was suffering under, you know, forgiveness was like almost have to pay money, and, and, and justification wasn't clear. So there was a lot of manipulation going on in the church at the time, in, in, a, in a system. And, 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 and God's people were not freely received the gift of salvation as a gift. But it was mixed in. Oh, sure, some gift, but then also you got to do a lot to get the gift and all that. And so it was, it was confusion. So the body of Christ was struggling under the bondages of different theories and theologies and stuff that were not accurate to the word. So God raises Martin Luther who was actually a Catholic monk and honestly he was very devoted Catholic. He wasn't trying to destroy the Catholic Church at all. He was de- devout Catholic. He just wanted to fix some inaccuracies that, were, that he discovered. This is, this is not in the, in the Bible. It doesn't say that. And so according to these books, you know. And so he brought this amazing revelation that salvation uh, 
our relationship with the Lord, being born again, it's a gift. A hundred percent. Say a hundred percent. It's like not even one percent. It's, 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 uh, we do not contribute. Not, I mean, I know it's very difficult for us, even especially charismatics. I'm getting stares at, like right now, because I'm, sp- I'm speaking <laughs> the Reformed theology, which most charismatic, we, we don't have that kind of a uh, background. And, but the reform, this whole reformation they hit 500 years ago, was the discovery of young 20-something monk that, that the Bible says we should live by faith. The faith is a gift. Even the faith is a gift. By grace alone. By faith alone. By, by his sufferings alone. By, by, his, by his scripture alone. By, by his glory alone. And basically by God alone. You could say all these five solas are God. And so he just pushed it through in such a force. I, I'm not necessarily agree with everything Martin Luther wrote. But I am rocked to the core of the force with which he believed. There's a force of faith that, that is just, just unprecedented. It's like, it's like he's one of my heroes because he believed it. Just like Apostle Paul is one of my heroes. He believed. And he, he suffered greatly, but he didn't. He, in one place, he talks about sufferings like a small potatoes. One translation says, small potatoes compared to the glory. He was so, so uh, uh, overtaken by the magnitude of God's blessings that was going to happen. Look at you. We wouldn't be here if, if Paul was not pressing through. through. And pushing through the, the whole, uh, uh, defining what, a, what are we as community, that, that, that we are like Isaac, he says. You're not like Ishmael. You're not half and a half. We are completely uh, from, from dead to life. He uses dead loins of a man to explain that, that we in our own are dead to God. Because we've fallen into deadness, fallen into this this disbelief. You know, we believe the lie basically, but that's kind of that that made disconnect from God because you connect with faith, and when you start believing the opposite of what God says, you believe in a lie, and therefore you disbelieve the truth, and there's a severing. There's a severing going, and you can they cannot fix it. God cannot fix Adam. We think, what's wrong with God? Well, okay, he made a mistake, made a bad choice. Okay, so he's, I'm sure Adam is repentant. He says they, they, they felt ashamed and all that, so I know he was repentant. But repentance doesn't fix. The forgiveness is there, of course, immediately. Merciful, forgiving God, but it's not an issue of forgiveness whatsoever. It's an issue of broke, something broke, you cannot fix it. You cannot fix Adam. It needs a lost Adam to come to fix the first time. You don't. You can't just fix Adam directly. It takes the blood of the heroes of all heroes to fix what the the, the you cannot be fixing. God directly could not fix the human race. He had to have His Son to come and to be infused. In, is there any, any of you Catholic background? Catholic background? Oh, a lot more hands. Okay, so, so here's where, oh, husband, wife, 
<laughs> Reformed Catholic. That's good. That's a good marriage. But, but the, the infusion, you will not find it in, in, in Calvin or, or, or Luther's books. Infusion, in the word infusion, as far as relationship with God, is found actually in the early Catholic doctrine. They may not speak about it today, but if you read, which I do, I read the early Catholic doctrine, the, the Roman Catholic books of, the, of the, the, what they believe is written in by numbers. I mean, you can read every single thing that they did. Um, but go down to the roots. The Roman Catholic Church is from Rome, which, which has been the book of Romans established the Church of Rome. N- not people. It was God who established. It doesn't get any more foundationally solid as Book of Romans. It's, to this day, is the book of defining Christianity. More books are written over Romans than any other book in the Bible. Because it's a book of identity. And we're most concerned with who we are to start with. And so, so you see, it started, it started pure, just, just pure. And, 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 and the early Catholic fathers, they were like Paul's sons and daughters. Timothy's and, and Julius and all these, they're, they're the, the, the leaders that directly was infused to them the, the, the original uh, identity from Jesus through Paul into Timothy's and the entire Roman, the Roman church might have been this big to start with, this big. But you know what? This big of a church is more powerful than the whole of America, if you like, if you like to use that analogy. This much, you know, the, the kingdom of God is like, uh, you know, the Lord gave me a slogan for the Northeast because this is where I'm camped now for years now. That's part of the reason we haven't come for quite a while, and I'm so glad that we finally could come to see you, to, to hang out together because you're dear brothers and sisters, and we're blood, you know, we're family, we're community, we're friends. This whole conference, this huge, in, incredible conference wouldn't have happened without my personal relationship with Brent and Suzanne. They couldn't have happened. It took that. It's the, it's like the, the, the and then it started together. And, and I, I told him, Brent, uh, you know, it, we've been overwhelmed, but now the Lord is releasing us to, to bring uh, one of, uh, to come and bring our friends here and to do one of those things that, that we're so enjoying doing together. And, but it took those two to go, come on, George, all right, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll connect. And so we started connecting, and, and then snowballs and gets bigger and bigger, uh, and so many more. Lonnie is praying, and, 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 and Susie on the other side, and, and, and Mike, and, and they're connecting and praying for this, you know, all the time. And then Chad, uh, Chuck, Chuck says, hey, I can't help you now, but I can help you in January if you want to come. So I'm making a whole trip because there's a whole other, almost new kind of relationship. And, and, and more in the marketplace. And we're praying. And, and then, anyways, I'm just, just saying these things because that's just how it works, you know. Wow. I got sidetracked now. I can't even remember where I started. Infusion. Okay, back to the infusion. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, 
you know, so, so Paul uh, infuses the truth to his sons and daughters, a place like this, I could say safely that this is about what the Church of Rome started, at least might have gone a little bigger, but they, they would be so powerful and so fierce and they're so defiant to the uh, lordship of anyone else but Jesus. They cannot tolerate any, I mean, maybe that's not the right word, but they cannot agree. They, they, they're like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego type with Nebuchadnezzar threatening him to, to bow down to him. But some of the seers, not all seers, but many of them wanted to be deified. In other words, he's not just honor them as, as uh, leaders, but also worship them as God. And that's where it hits the rubber meets the road, and the only ones who says no is Christians. Every other, I mean, there's so many gods and, and so many, you could have anybody you want to believe in. As long as you worship Caesar, you're fine. As long as it says that he's God, or he's Lord, you can have as many gods as you want to. You will not be persecuted. To this day, there's multiple temples remaining, ruins of temples of many, many gods. So Rome tolerate every kind of deity as long as you acknowledge them as a deity. Christians are the only ones who says, no, Caesar is not Lord. He is a governor, he's a leader, he's a, all these, but not God. Only Jesus is Lord in as far as deity to be worshipped. And so that clarity, you know, and so just persecution with, with start and they start, you know, killing them, slaughtering them. The problem with that is more people get born again looking at the way Christians would die. And so they go, stop it. It's, this is not helping. It's getting things worse because now... More hundreds by every death, the ten more are coming. Says we want to be like that, because it, because because when you see freedom of fear, you get so impacted. It says I'm not. It's not worth living the way I'm living under that fear. Well, I look at this person, the way he died with no fear. I want to be like that. That's worth living. I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? And so the church is practically unstoppable. The first three hundred years, it was not possible to stop him. They kept growing and kept getting stronger and more bonding and more powerful. And finally, Rome gave up. And actually, that's what the trouble became for the church because all of a sudden they accepted. And now their politics start to come and, and different things start to come and so forth and so on. Nevertheless, the core is so pure that still continues to reverberate because it's foundation on the truth, you know. And... And so, by the time arrived to, to Luther, you know, 1,500 years later, uh, it, it became mixed up with so many things. So he, he says, no, this is, not, this is not right, because the Bible says this is not true. And so he only says, well, this is what is true, only what's here. So they say, you know, if you don't recount this, we're going to uh, excommunicate you, and you're going to, you know, basically... Go to hell. Your soul is going to hell. Uh, because the, authority, the church had so much authority to tell who is going to go where. You know? And, so, and so, um, so he says, and then the, the, the Kaiser, uh, the, king, the king of Germany, let's say, he says, okay, I'm also then making, I'm lifting the protection so he's outlaw. He, anybody can kill him. 
because it wasn't enough for him, for him to, do, to be killed because there's no crime, actually. So physically, they couldn't kill him. But he lived the law, so anybody can kill him. That's fine. And so now he is in danger. And he didn't even realize how in danger he is. But, well, but some wealthy Germans who understood what's happening, how he's like in a daze. He doesn't get it. He's dead meat, you know. So they got him, protected him. He, he translated the Bible from Greek to German, and then in the common German language, and of course Gutenberg invented the press, so it becomes a massive, we call it today viral. <laughs> the truth becomes accessible to every German person in their language, in the understandable German street language. You know, so what God is doing today, he's, or we already viral, we have, according to the current statistic, with 2.2 billion, if you count Catholics, Anglicans, Orthodox, Methodists, uh, and, and, and uh, you know, uh, Reformed, Evangelical, we're part of the Protestants, so we're kind of part of that. 2.2 billion. But you know what? Not all of us of the 2.2 billion are activated to believe that God is in them and has extreme value in them and, and worth dying for because that's what... Whew, the, and, and so in a way, we're, we're being empowered by Luther's faith because the way he believed. The, like, he's another Shadrach Mishik. No, you can... Get, there's no, your, your threats don't mean nothing to me. Because my God can rescue me from this situation. But even if he doesn't, it still is irrelevant to me. Because what's relevant to me, my whole being is, is one with another God, not you. Someone else is my all in and all. I don't have extra pieces left for you to fear you. In other words, yeah, that's what's happening. And, and these are Old Testament heroes. They're not, you know, but they're a type of the even greater, which is Christ. But not just Christ, but Christ inside the believer now. Not someday going to heaven, which is amazing. Luther proved, Calvin confirmed, you know, believe in Jesus you're headed to heaven. Nobody can shake you up. Nobody can rock you out of that. But there's more. And if we don't get into the more, we'll do another 500 years like we're doing and will not affect the world and the culture if we don't do the change, the fullness of what Jesus paid for, not just to get you to heaven, but to put heaven here on earth through you. Not just here. It cannot put heaven on earth. It has to go through you. It has to go through you. That's the way it works. Because you are his sons and his daughters. And the whole creation waits for the sons and the daughters to say, we are the sons and we are the daughters. He, will not, he cannot change the world without the sons and the daughters saying, we are the sons, we are the daughters, and he is inside us, and heaven is inside us. His righteousness is inside us. His holiness is inside us. We are not holy on our own. 
But he chose us to display his holiness. His holiness is not hard work. Uh, it's, it's a childlike faith receives the holiness of God is actually God himself. Is a person. It's not like doing many things, but it's receiving, it's, well, it's coming in relationship to a person. That's what holiness on earth is. Coming to the ho- relationship with the Holy One. That's it. And it does, it's not any more difficult than sitting with a cup of coffee and sharing uh, friendship. It's no different. As far as, the, as far as the identity of it. Now that you got it, now that you have friendship, now you start standing for it. And that's where, the, that's where it may get hard because some people come against you and someone says, what do you think you are? The enemy hates you. Because now you're, now you're the holy, now you're the walking holy temple of God. And God, the holy, you're the holy of holies, walking, like the temple was. Now we are the temple, and so now we're carrying, you know. You, we're carrying. I've been to Uganda, by the way. It was a long time ago, in the 80s. It was still a lot of death and a lot of violence. And I mean, anyways, love your country, but but the holy of holies. You're walking. Holies of holies. And the Holy One walks inside us and walks as we walk. And so that's why you have resistance. It's not without resistance. But yet still the Holy One, the greater one, is in you. That is anything can be out there. And, and that's, why, that's why the Church of Rome could not get stopped until they began to mix with politics and mixed with worldly thinking and stuff. That's what Luther stood against. You know? But, but somehow Luther protested against all these distortions, but in a, some, some weird sense, he pushed, and I'm very careful because I really want to honor this, this Luther. I mean, he just rocks my world. But nevertheless, he pushed God by inventing the term imputed righteousness, which is external righteousness. And, and thank God that God is covering us. I'm not against the covering, but he does more than covering. He goes inside. And so, so actually, he, Luther didn't quite dig deep enough. I, I don't know exactly what happened there, but I do know that he did a tremendous to, to, to push us away of works. But simultaneously, we lost something that we had in the deep roots of the early Catholic fathers and mothers who were the Timothys, which Paul. And we lost the infusion. And to this day, it's in the Catholic doctrine that when you receive Jesus as Lord, you get infused with his righteousness. You get infused. That's why if, if you have, if you have a, if, you, if, if you're, let's say, if you're a Catholic priest and you get baptized with the Holy Spirit, you know, someone does help you with that. And he becomes spiritual. And you start talking to your parish uh, about the Holy Ghost. The, the, the cardinals are not going to shut you down. Why? Because it's in the books that Holy Spirit is in you when you receive Jesus and all the gifts of the Spirit, including speaking in tongues. So that's why, the, that's why you have explosion now and then of... of uh, what do you call those? The charismatic Catholics. This is unthinkable. They will, it will never be allowed to happen 
because it's in the books, they allow it. They will not do it. They will not preach it. But if you, they won't stop you because it's in the books. It's what the fathers wrote. All the gifts of the Spirit. In other words, they're not sensationalists. They believe in miracles. They believe, that's why it's easy to, to share with Catholic brothers because they are ready for miracles. Look at it. You have many more Catholic background here because it's a church of miracles. And you attract that prayer. Anglicans is always very close. Orthodox, all the gifts of the Spirit is in the canon of the Orthodox Church. No, no practice, but it's there. If you bring it up, they'll go, well, it's there. So we have tremendous hope to look forward to when, when we find these looters in a, in a, in a you know, different the, the elements like like uh, like Wesley was a, was an Anglican, but he got touched by the Spirit. He remained Anglican to the end of his life, but yet a whole uh, revival of the original Anglican doctrine exploded, and the holiness movement and everything came all over. Come on, Orthodox. If we find another Luther, and we just, I'm just praying for these Luthers in the Orthodox Church, in the Catholic Church, not against the Catholic Church, but reviving the roots. Reviving the roots. All these roots that God started, and then they get marked up with different things, but we're going to the roots. And this is the roots movement that once we connect together, I'm telling you, it's going to ignite. It's more ready than you can think of. I'll give you an example. Last year, there was a gathering of 2 million young Catholics in Poland. Wow. Weekend, like our weekend. 2 million, imagine. All hungry Catholics. Wow. Hungry for more. The hunger is there. And the Pope went and, and did the, the Mass on Sunday. So, it's the basis are loaded. <laughs> the basis are loaded. And it takes a strike because 30, 35 years after Luther declared the truth on a thesis, the 95 thesis, 40% of Europe became on fire and left the, 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 you know, the, the system of that, the Catholic church system. Not, you, know, you see what I'm saying? It's, just, it's not going to take long. The next, if the Lord tarries, the future is so bright. He really got to wear shades. Because it's going to be blinding, blinding bright. You're going to be blinding bright to, to darkness. You're going to shine so bright. Woo! And yet it's not going to exhaust you uh, like emotionally, mentally. I mean, yeah, physically, I, I need some sleep too. <laughs> but I'm... There's a vibration of the pleasure of God inside you. When you welcome Him in all of His goodness and all everything He died for, all of His greatness and forgiveness and mercy and kindness and love and joy, not excluding anything, but fully, fully, you know, all of who He is inside you. Whew. The stars are going to shine all the millions of the promise of God will be yes and amen. I want to encourage you today. Do not 
think about what's happening because the church has always been in a tight spot, Rome or this or that. Yet we're an unstoppable church. Don't ever forget that we are growing every single moment. We are growing. Ev- Whoa. And, it's, and when the statistics are no longer statistics, but when we reach out to the Catholic brothers and sisters, when we reach out to the Anglicans, when, and go after what we can honor. Not just argue with what is disagreeing, but let's find these agreeing points. And says, you know, it says it in your books. It's really? Wow, it does. And, you know, and, and just start, start believing, start practicing, and it's going to just, wildfire is going to be exploding. The magnitude of the body, the base is so loaded and takes a one, boom, and Jesus did it and said, come on, believe it. Come on, believe it. Let yourself go with a childlike faith because I'm not going to exhaust you. And by the way, if you don't have faith for what's coming, if you have ears, that's good enough because faith comes. No need to have it as long as you can hear about it. It will come in and it will start working in you because faith always comes externally. Faith comes through hearing something. That's an external. It's like this morning we, we got to a peak to a point of where, the, where the, 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 through the worship, the faith of God. Because the faith, the faith that saves us is not our faith struggling to believe. The faith that saves us is his struggles and his sufferings because he believed in you. This is what saves you. This is what persuades you and makes you born again. It's his suffering. No less than a mother suffering births. Not the babies don't birth themselves. Spiritual is the same way and even more. His suffering. His words. His promises. His uh, you know, grace. His presence. His his faith, even the faith that it takes is clear in the Bible. It too is a gift. Even the faith that it takes to believe. How? Because it's, it's the faith of God. Jesus says, have, the, have faith in God. But really, in all manuscripts, says the original, have the faith of God. In other words, let, let, how, let, let, touch, let you allow yourself to be touched by how much my God believes in you, my Father believes in you. The fa- have the faith of God, meaning half, half how, he much, how much he believes in you. Have it. Receive that. Does it make sense? Yeah. Have the faith. That's, that's, uh, actually, I, I question my uh, translation because we translate the Bulgarian New Testament. I says, well, does it say faith in God or faith of God? Because it makes difference to me, and I want to know. And they say, it's both in Greek. One word has both the in and of. Clearly. Like, no, nobody will disagree with it. It's, that's how the, that's how the, the faith. Uh, so the proper translation to, 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 to say it right is to say, have the faith that is in him. Like, his property. Have some of it. Receive it. What is it? That I believe in you. I value you. I will die for you so that I can show you how much I believe. And this is how old the, the first Adam gets to be fixed. With that last Adam says, I believe in you, Adam. The last one says, I believe. And I will believe in your behalf. 
Because Adam could not believe himself back to God. So God sends his Adam, his son, to believe in us, the old Adam, enough to die for us. And in his death, he absorbs our unbelief. So unbelief cannot be anymore a barrier. And, and you're here because somebody believed in you because somebody knew, uh, found out how much Jesus believes in you. And that's why you're here. Woo! So Lord, I thank you for this, this body right here, the blazing fire. The blazing fire. Lord, what you've given us is your treasures, is your, is your, is your substance, Lord. You've given us yourself. And not only that, but you've taken all what the enemy has uh, deposited in us and you've taken it to free us from the lies and deceptions and, and to give us the truth. So Lord, give us now full appreciation, full acknowledgement, full overwhelming connection. Let us be like Abraham, overwhelmed with how much you believe in us, how many are gifts, how many are, uh, of, of, of promises. Lord, let us be overwhelmed like Abraham, but let us be also infused with the Jehovah. Because Abram became Abraham, Abrajah. He was added. So add, you add it to us, Lord. Let it function. Or let, it, let it explode into our beings, Lord. Let us become fruitful vine and birth fruit for you, not fruit for ourselves. Let us be just as, as pride-free as Abraham to this day is not basis at all for pride because it was a gift. You gave Abraham, you gave him his identity, and you gave fruitfulness to both of them. And from dead wounds and dead womb and dead loins, new identity came and fruitfulness came. And fruitfulness came from intimacy, and intimacy is you adding your name to, to them, adding your substance to them. And that joy, fruit came out in Isaac. Came. So I thank you, Lord, for the, for the Isaacs that are here. Thank you, Lord, for Suzanne. And thank you, Lord, for Brent. And they're the Isaacs. It's not, it's not a female or male. Or it's a spirit of the rejoicing of the fruitfulness of God. They were his property. And they were being believed in to such intensity that we're overwhelmed. And we have no more little left for the other stuff, but we are consumed with your righteousness, with your beauty, basically with you. So, Lord, I just bless these leaders and I bless the staff. Would the staff come, please? The worship team and the staff just want to bless you all because you're the, you're, the, you're the leading portion, but really is everybody. You want, you want the bigger team? Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's see. Overseers, elders, next gen, come on up. Yeah, and he also said worship team. That was <laughs> exactly that. Pretty much most of you all because it is for everyone. Because it is for every member. It's not one to be excluded, and that is the, the that is the the new reformation that every member of the body of Christ is going to do the works of Christ, and so we're starting with these leaders because it always takes 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 the leaders, takes the Sarahs and the and the Abrahams. 
to receive it and then fruitfulness come from them and there are millions and millions and millions following. So I just call you a fruitful vine and I, I, I bless you and I take away any kind of a uh, like weariness, spiritual weariness, emotional weariness as you've been serving. I just, I just infuse you with, with the pleasure and the joy of carrying him. What an honored vessels you are. You've been honored by the Lord to have him in the display. So we just bless you and we just, so you are powerful because he is powerful and he chose you to show his glory, his power and his freedom. And you're powerful and free in him. And, and everybody say, that's me too. Now, I want everyone to stand up because the leadership is being steward but given to all. Nobody is just sitting and watching. And so I just bless every member of the body of Christ uh, in being activated to carry Jesus with great honor. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, Thank you, Lord. No exception. Everyone is in the covenant. No exception. Everyone, everyone. We need Sarah's, every Sarah, every Abraham. We need, we need everyone to step into the Isaac anointing, which says I'm a gift. My mother couldn't have me. My father couldn't have me. But God made me anyways. And he used the deadness of my father, the deadness of my mother. So now I am a fruit of God. And I will not glorify nothing because nobody can take away the, 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 the truth that it was impossible for me to be born again. It was impossible for me. I was part of the deadness of the Adam race and it was impossible. But God. But God. Everybody say, but God. Come inside the but God. Step inside the but God. So we're making the fire tone, right? Okay.